All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Falcon Cast, the fastest growing podcast in the history of the known universe. And uh, we got a lot of great stuff for you today. Thanks for joining us. We're trying five o'clock. We want to see how that goes. And, um, you know, on Mondays anyway. And I think it's easier for my guests because I like to have some music guys and comedians and people like that in the second half of the hour. And guess what? They all have uh, jobs. So they don't get off until five. So hopefully we'll, uh, we'll get this going. But uh, probably a cure appearance today. This is a, a new time for her. She's been great. And uh, Chuck D in the house. Welcome, brother. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about the horns. We're going to get to college football and NFL for the first half hour with uh, our good friend Dalton Brown. And then uh, Eva will join us later and we'll talk comedy and about my date yesterday. That You know, she's kind of my unofficial coach. And so we'll... Uh, We'll get to that, but uh, said boss, welcome. Guys, uh, gonna be fun. Um, and just wanna throw a couple things out front if you wanna support the show, my Venmo's on there. Um, you know, we're really close right now to being able to keep, my goal is to keep this thing going for a while. And if we can just get a little more support, one more advertiser, then I'm, I mean, we're good through the end of the year and from there I think it's gonna explode. So, uh, uh, you know, if you can help out with that, that would be great. Welcome, Crystal. Um, and, uh, you know, if you got a friend who wants to advertise, I mean, we got a big reach, we do good for people. So, uh, you can ask any of our guys, they love it. They all get business. And, uh, anyway, so yeah, Kira's biting me now and, uh, this is just great. You know, at, she's not acting like she usually does, but go ahead and say hello to everybody and I'll get your ass down. So anyway, um, lots of ways to, uh, get in touch with us. You can hit us on Twitter. Uh, you can, uh, you can see Dalton on sports right there at the bottom. You can, uh, get me at Fred Fowler. You can email the show at the at yahoo.com, or you can get on Twitch and, and comment right now. So let's get to it. The, uh, uh, my, my weekend was pretty quiet. Dalton and I were talking before the show. I watched football all weekend. Did have a date with a Packers fan yesterday and watched the game with her. I'll, I'll save that for Eva. So, uh. Yeah, if, you know what, Flea, you're right. I should give her some weed to get her to calm down, but she'll she'll be all right. She's just, uh, you know, I had her trained for four o'clock and I've been working on her. Like I get her, I have this pink leash for her, right? It's her inside leash. And when I put it on her, she usually calms down. But today, no, she's wanting to play. Anyway, uh, let's get to it. Dalton Brown joins us, my good friend. Uh, always great on the show. Dalton, what's going on, brother? Well, uh, pretty similar weekend over here to what you had. Spent it pretty much entirely watching football, uh, enjoying the games from I'm, – I'm in Eastern time, so for me about noon to 1 a.m. on Saturday and 1 p.m. till about midnight last night. So uh, my eyes are glazed over. I've done nothing but watch football. Um, for the listeners, I'm not a Jets fan. I'm just wearing the Jets hat because I got money on them tonight. So <laughs> that's all that is. But, no, it's been awesome. Yeah, from a betting perspective, uh, Saturday I went 2-1-1. One, and one. Uh, I had SMU against Oklahoma to cover the 15-and-a-half, and they didn't quite get there. But I absolutely hammered Washington State. Uh, money lined them a little bit, too. And I hammered Rice against UH, uh, plus 9-and-a-half. And I'm glad I hit my bet, but I, I had a Rice friend that I was talking to Friday night. And it's like, hey, I hope you cover, but if you win, our season's over. Because that's how that's how it works at UH. You lose to Rice in football or basketball, then you're going to have a shit season. There's just no way around it. It's never happened in the past. 
And uh, yeah, and then of course, I'll just do a second on that first because I've never been more pissed at a performance by a UH team. And I was telling my brother this via text and he's like, you do remember we sat through all those Dana Dimmel years together, right? And I'm like, yeah. And uh, I remember Joffrey Reynolds going off for 330 yards rushing in a game and they still lost. And um, so, yeah, I, I remember all the bad times, but that first half was one of the worst things I've ever seen. And listen, I'm, I consider Dana Olgerson a friend and I love the guy, but I, I would have run right over him if I had a car, uh, if I saw him after that. That was just so pathetic. And, uh, you know, congratulations to Rice, because I had a lot of friends who went there. Um, and, you know, I know they only have like eight students, so it's, it's you know, it's a big deal to win. But, um, yeah, that, I mean, it, it, I know they were a little flat, and I know they were looking ahead to TCU, but you don't go down 28 to nothing to that team. And... You know, overtime, they, I mean, give them credit for coming back. They got it to overtime, and they got a couple of bad calls in overtime, which, you know, you shouldn't have been there. That's that's all I'll say about it. That first interference call that gave Rice a second chance at their two-point was bullshit. I mean, that that was not interference. And then the call non-call on Matthew Golden on UH's attempt, that was interference. And it doesn't matter because that was a horrible play call, and you shouldn't have been there, and you lost to Rice. And every one of you should be hanging your head in shame today and yesterday. And, you know, if I had the little shame bell from Game of Thrones, I'd be ringing that the whole time. So, anyway, that's that's my UH whining for the day. Uh, welcome in B. Hannon, Chris Reyes, Jill Hernandez, Robert Beer, Day One Donna. Love her. And I want to thank all the people who have supported the show as underwriters. Uh, Day One Donna has, Chase has, B. Hannon, very generous. I appreciate you guys. Like I said, we're just trying to keep this thing going. All right, let's uh, let's get to the good games. And welcome, Jen. Uh, let's start with Texas, Alabama. So my setup was I had Rice UH on the big TV, and then I had a laptop with Texas, Alabama, and then I had another laptop where I was just flipping through other games. And uh, you know, and then after it was twenty-eight to nothing, I just flipped over to Texas on the big screen. Uh, big performance. I, I think they were the better team. They outplayed them. Uh, they out-schemed them. I, I think Sark, Sark staff out-coached Sabins. Yeah, I, I think Texas was, I mean, the most impressive result of the weekend, and not just because they beat Alabama and not just because they beat Alabama on the road. Uh, it was really the way they did it. Uh, nine tackles for loss compared to only three tackles for loss for Alabama's defense. They dominated them in the trenches the whole game. Alabama's third downs came from an average of nine and a half yards behind the line to game. Texas's third downs are about five yards behind the line to gain. So you can tell by that Texas was gaining yardage on early downs. Um, that that tight end, Sanders, was – I mean, he just seemed yeah. like he was open every play. Um, so what was fun about that win for, for Texas fans is there was nothing about that where it was like, oh, they pulled a rabbit out of their hat. No, they went in there and punched him in the mouth. Um, and that's – that's pretty scary for the rest of the Big Twelve. Um, I've got to take Texas to win the to win the Big Twelve right around even money, and I'm starting to feel pretty darn good about it. Yeah, I, I like your chances there. And oh, uh, the the one other bet I made just because I do this every time uh, was my get out bet was Hawaii minus eleven against Albany because that's the game that's the latest one, and of course yeah. they win by win by eleven, and you get the push. And I'm like, man, I'd almost rather lose, <laughs> but. Um, Anyway, yeah, the uh, uh, the thing I, I really like this Texas team, and AJ and I talked about it Thursday. I, I think their backup quarterback 
uh, we're going to see at some point. And, and like Arch Manning sitting there third string. Uh, and they've got depth at every position. And I, and I thought the running backs might suffer a little bit because they lost two damn good ones. And, you know, we saw both of them on the field yesterday look pretty good in the NFL. Uh, but they've replaced them. They've got explosive receivers. That offensive line is a big difference, though. They've really fixed that offensive line and, and the defensive line. I mean, in the trenches, you know, he's made that team better. And that was a, an impressive performance. I, I don't think it means Alabama's not a, a really good team. I, I just think it means Texas played better. They were better prepared, and I'm, I'm not ready to throw Alabama out of the you know out of everything yet. But I think also Sarkeesian showed some things on how you can stop Alabama that other teams are going to use. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think from Alabama's perspective, you know, Milrow is he's an exceptional talent. He's an exceptional athlete. He can throw a hell of a deep ball. Um, but you can tell that like, he doesn't quite process things as quickly as you need to, to be elite in that offense. And especially when you're taking on, uh, you know, a team that can actually Matthew match you athletically, but they don't run in, they don't run into that very much at Alabama. Um, and Texas came in there with athletes who were as good, if not better than they were. And, uh, I mean, we, we haven't seen anything like that, you know, at Brian Denny in a while. So, uh, I, I, you know, I thought Texas plus seven was the way to go the whole way. I thought it was insulting to suggest that there was a touchdown between those teams. If you look at the talent and the recruiting classes between them, they're, they're just there's no real justification for that other than Alabama's brand and them being at home. So I, I was glad to see that that went the way I thought it might. Yeah, and um, moving on a little bit, uh, one of the games that I thought was a little bit underrated because it was low scoring was the way Utah came back and beat Baylor. Uh, and I almost bet Baylor. I almost punched the button on Baylor plus six and a half, and I'm damn sure glad I didn't. But, uh, you know, Utah gets the two touchdowns late. Then I don't know what the hell they're thinking on that long throw that gives Baylor a shot at the end zone on the last play. That was, I mean, I, that was bizarre. But, uh, you know, for Utah, and the reasons I was thinking Baylor is like Utah's great at home. They're coming off a, a big signature win. Uh, got to be a letdown. And, and the way Baylor lost last week was against a team that could spread it out and air raid you to death. And Utah doesn't do that. And so I thought Baylor would keep it close. And at one point, I thought they were going to win the game. But uh, nice comeback from Utah. Yeah, I mean, from, from a betting perspective, I, I had Baylor plus the seven. And, uh, you know, I'm perfectly fine with a push there, given given how it kind of started to turn at the end. But, yeah, I mean, it made sense to me, Baylor coming off of the, the – you know, uber embarrassing loss. You know, it's kind of a, a strategy across betting in general. I'm sure you're well aware, right? Like betting teams off of embarrassing performances can pay dividends at times. And oh, yeah. I think this was one of those spots where that kind of made sense. And I, for Baylor, I'm just, I mean, obviously not having Blake shape and matters, but um, you know, that that's the type of like get up home spot that after losing a big game, like that first one, if you can come back and beat Utah, it feels to your fans and to your students like, okay, you know what? Blip on the radar. Now we're good. We're back on the right track. Now, 0-2 in non-conference, long Big 12 season ahead. I don't know. Yeah, and a uh, couple things. Welcome in Virginia Buttonweed. Welcome in Edzy. Welcome in – oh, Eva's already here. She's uh, she's going to be on the show later if you miss the first few minutes. Uh, we're going to do a lot of sports here at the beginning and a lot of fun at the end. So, uh, Eva's going to join us. But uh, – uh, Flea asks over under on how long Dion will be coaching at Colorado before a bigger program offers him an Oprah salary, two years. I, I, I was really impressed with what Colorado did against Nebraska. 
And you know, I, I thought, okay, there's going to be a bounce here. No, this is a, this is a really explosive team that's very well coached. And I know it's not Dion. I know it's his assistants, but I don't care. I mean, a, a smart coach hires good assistants. I think the problem is this Pac-12 they're in is no joke. And I know they're off to a good start, but listen, even even the rejects, Washington State and Oregon State, are tough outs. You know, USC's a tough out. Uh, I, I mean, they're they're going to have to face some some really good teams going on here, and and they may wind up six and six, and that's still a hell of a coaching job. Absolutely. I mean, when you consider what that team has been the last few years, um, for the, even this even the two zero start, given the teams that they've played, it's, I mean, I get Nebraska is a bit of a dumpster fire, but even the two even the two zero start, that's really exciting for that program. You know, I I do think. There were some concerning signs watching that Nebraska game. It, it felt to me like Nebraska was winning that game in the trenches. They were getting what they wanted to on the ground early. They were playing a lot defensively in Colorado's backfield. I do wonder, like, if they if Jeff Sims didn't have, like, the worst game of his life in the first half, I could see Nebraska hanging around. Um, so I think that, like, there are opportunities coming to fade Dion and this team, especially, like you said, I mean – Oregon State is a ridiculously talented offensive team. That offensive line's huge. They might maul them. Um, obviously, the USC is good. UCLA has got a really exciting young quarterback who you know they're starting up with again. So, um, I, I if I had to bet on where they're going to finish in the Pac-12, I still think they finish bottom half. But the idea that that team might make a bowl in his first year is really impressive. To answer the question, you know, regarding how long he stays there. I don't really know how, how deep Colorado's pockets are. Um, I don't think it hurts that they're going to the Big 12, though. The fact that they, you know, found a life raft and all this helps. Yeah, I agree. And I think they have a chance to be, uh, you know, if you can keep building this thing, uh, I think they have a chance to be competitive in the Big 12. All right, I got to tell you real quick about the Phoenix on Westheimer. I hope to be out there Thursday. One of my favorite places. So, like, okay the date I took, I took her to PJs. I'm like, if you don't like PJs and if you don't like the Phoenix, it ain't going to work. Right. Uh, the Phoenix, the Phoenix is the best soccer bar in Houston. They're a Penn state bar. And since my daughter's a Penn state grad, it's a great place to go watch Penn state games. And right now, premier league, man, it is packed. They have so many good stuff. And, and guess what they have coming up, uh, on Saturday from six to nine, they're having a burrito tacos and ramen pop-up. Uh, and I am all about ramen. I remember it from college, but the stuff they have now is amazing. Uh, so I'm going to try to swing by there Saturday, so I might see you there. But a uh, great place, great food, great staff. Vu has done an amazing job. He's a terrific person. Big sponsors of the show. Love to have him. And, um, you know, the, the, the reality is you're not going to find a better place in this part of town. And so if you're down here, uh, it, it's technically Montrose River Oaks. Uh, but it's right there on Westheimer. Please go check it out. Say hello to the awesome staff. That includes, uh, you know, Derek and Bailey and my friend Camilla, all of them. That's where we did our big uh, benefit last month, and we're going to do another one. So go check out the Phoenix on Westheimer. All right, let's get to some of the other games that uh, I was interested in. Uh, Ole Miss Tulane turned out to be, you know, Ole Miss gets off to the slow start. And I think Tulane's a really good group of five team. And, you know, Ole Miss turns it on and just blows them out in the fourth quarter. 
Yeah, it's um, Ole Miss offensively under Lane Kiffin is always going to have a certain degree of explosiveness to them, right? I mean, that's just kind of that's kind of how he builds things there. Um, I, I thought it was an impressive win. I mean, Tulane, yeah, they're, they're a Group of Five team, but we saw what they did, you know, in the Cotton Bowl against USC. We know what that program has been capable of recently. It's a shame we didn't get to see them with healthy. Um, you know, that, them playing with a backup quarterback. Granted, the kid played pretty well, but still, I, I would have liked to see, you know, how that game finishes out if they had Pratt. Um, from an Ole Miss perspective, though, I, I think they are pretty, like, I think they're a live team in the SEC West. Like, you, you look around that division, Texas A&M got blasted by Miami. Alabama is very clearly mortal this year. Um, Auburn struggled at Cal, um, you know. Arkansas, I don't, you know, I, I don't know how impressed I am with Arkansas. It, it just, it feels like this might be a year that Ole Miss can make some noise, uh, which I think would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I think LSU is going to be good, but boy, they didn't look good against Florida State, and I, I think Ole Miss can play with them right now, just based on what we've seen. Um, you know, that's that's a that's a good football team, and, and Lane Kiffin's done a nice job, and it, it's, uh, you know, that SEC race is going to be pretty interesting. Um, the other one that uh, I'm, I was uh, kind of paying attention to when somebody mentioned earlier, Mighty, Mighty Oregon, ah. barely beat Trash Tech. Um, that was a tough spot. I mean, Lubbock's a tough place to play. They're coming off a disappointing loss. That's a long trip for Oregon. And it didn't surprise me the game was close, but they pulled it out. Yeah, I, I kind of felt the same way. I mean, I look, I had Texas Tech plus six and a half. So when that Oregon kid, Get grabs that interception in the final seconds, and the right thing for him to do is to just hit the turf <laughs> so Oregon can run out the clock. And yet he runs it into the end zone for the cover, just dealing me an awful bad beat. That was infuriating. Uh, just watching that because then you give Texas Tech the ball back, and I mean they weren't that far from scoring and having a two point conversion chance to tie the game. Um, so as a Texas Tech better, uh, I left that game. <laughs> Uh, that was kind of my main takeaway. But, no, I mean, I, Texas Tech, it, it's easy to forget that, you know, Joey McGuire made a ton of progress with that team in year one. Um, I think they're a team that, like, I want to be, you know, kind of betting on as the season goes along. I, I think there's a lot of offensive talent there. Um, you know, revenge game for Tyler Shuck, too, against Oregon. I think that was an angle that, you know, kind of had them up for the game. So I wasn't really surprised to see them in a battle with Oregon. Um you know, I, I, it would have been fun to see them win that game. But, yeah, I mean, my, my main takeaway was the bad beat. <laughs> yeah, that, that sucks, you know. Uh, and, and we all go through them. But that was particularly nasty because uh, yeah. uh, you, you were on the right side of it. And that's one of the things about betting that we always talk about is that you can be on the right side a lot and it doesn't work out. And that was certainly the yeah. case in that game. But, you know, I, I think – Okay, Kira, that's enough. Uh, starting to have problems with her now, which I didn't expect. Ow! Hey, she just bit me. Boy, I know you want to be on the podcast, dog, but get the hell down. All right, anyway, let's move on. Um, while uh, the, the other game that I mentioned earlier that I was impressed with was Washington State uh, at home against Wisconsin. I thought that was a great spot for Washington State. And I thought they uh, they did a good job getting it done. 
Yeah, I mean, the, again, it's it's just another one of these unheralded quarterbacks and unheralded offenses in the Pac-12. Uh, you know, Cam Ward there has looked incredibly impressive. Um, you know, I think I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that that team is for real or alive to win anything significant, but the fact that that's probably the ninth best team in the Pac-12 and, you know, they, they look pretty comfortable against Wisconsin. This is two years in a row now. They've beaten Wisconsin too, by the way. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm interested to see when we get late in this season if a one-loss Pac-12 team is given any credit at all against, like, a one-loss SEC team. Because I understand, like, the conventional knowledge is the SEC is the stronger conference and the, 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 the athletes are definitely better in the SEC. But the fact that the Pac-12 started, I think, 18-0 and before losing a non-conference game, you know, they we, we saw a lot of impressive results again this weekend. Meanwhile, the SEC has lost a whole bunch of them. I'm hoping that that matters a little bit to the committee come playoff selection time because it should. I don't think it will, but I think it should. Yeah, I, and, you know, it's interesting. As I, I, I think USC is the best team there, but I think defensively they would really struggle in the playoffs against a Michigan, against any SEC team because their defense is – uh, well below average, but some of these other teams, pretty darn good. I mean, you know, the and I don't know who's going to come out of there. I think it's actually a pretty competitive conference. And it's kind of a shame that they're dying because uh, they're having one of their better years, but I think it's going to be all right. Uh, I think they're going to get it. I think they're going to get a team in the playoff. I do. Um, all right. I hope so. It's going to be fun. Yeah. All right. One last one. Uh, A&M goes in as a favorite. And uh, they they looked awful. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I, I think if you look at the talent on the field, then A&M was better. The difference was that their secondary and they couldn't get enough pressure on a statue of a quarterback. Who, by the way, if you give him time, is going to eat you alive. And they did, and that's what he did. And he took advantage of the secondary a little bit. And offensively, they just. Uh, Still don't look like – I mean, I thought the play calls were there. I thought Petrino did a, a, a good job calling the game. The execution just wasn't there. And they got their butts whipped. Yeah, I mean, and you could kind of see early in that game, it felt like Texas A&M was leaning on Miami a little bit with their physicality. You know, They jumped out to a lead, and it felt like, okay, maybe Miami is not in their weight class. And then as it went along, the, I think you're right, the secondary was probably the biggest issue. Tyler Van Dyke just, I mean, it was, he was just carving them, you know, even, even in the second quarter before halftime, you could kind of see the direction that game was starting to go. Um, and that's, that's going to be a concern because, you know, you're, you're not going to be able to push her. Like Miami is, is relatively talented, but you can push them around relative to like an LSU right? or even, you know, even, even like an Auburn or an Alabama. So I think it's definitely concerning for Texas tech. Um, you know, I don't know how the play calling duties are being divvied up. I think they need, uh, you know, I think I think they need to give Petrino like full control there, um, or at least have either, either him or Jimbo Fisher. Like one of them needs to be in full control of the play calling. I think that's important. Um, but yeah, that it was concerning from a defensive perspective because Miami. I I don't remember the last time I've seen them put up forty eight on like that kind of power conference team. Yeah, and I, I, I'm not sold on Miami. I thought they were the better team. I thought being at home really helped. Uh, they were the better team on Saturday. I don't. I think if they play this again in a month, that the uh, <laughs> Virginia Buttonweed says Fred lost so much in divorce, he only had the red Solo Cups left. I just didn't want you guys to see the vodka. So there you go. 
but yeah, I, I thought that was a disappointing effort for the Aggies and uh, going to be a tough season. I mean, uh, they've got so much talent, but you know, I, I mean, I, it is too early to judge and I, I hate, I hate how they do that. Sometimes uh, everybody's like, Oh, this, but I, I mean, I still would rank LSU and Mississippi ahead of them right now in the sec West and Alabama for that matter. Now I think they'll beat one of those teams, but yeah, I don't know if you're beating all three. And that's what they'd have to do. So, yeah. No, I I, I totally agree. I mean, I, I think what it, it what, what's fun is the SEC West is I think super wide open this year. I mean, I talked about it a little bit when we were talking about Ole Miss, but like between Ole Miss, A and M, Bama, LSU, uh, there are a lot of teams who I think like they're all flawed, and they also can make a claim that they have a chance to win it. So, um, if nothing else, it should provide some entertainment. All right. Anything else that uh, struck you from college football Saturday? Well, I mean, you know, as a Duke fan, I think it's worth noting, or as a Duke graduate, I think it's worth noting that there are only two teams in the country that have beaten a uh, top 10 team by three touchdowns or more, and one of them is Duke. Duke is now 2-0, and well on their way to the college football playoff. So, you know, <laughs> we, we, we can talk SEC, we can talk Florida State coming out of the ACC, we can talk about anything, but – uh, the reality is that nobody's shown me that they have the ability to move the ball on Duke yet. So that's my pick. I see. Well, you know what? I have no no hatred for Duke football. Duke basketball, that's a different <laughs> thing. All right. Uh, let me take a second to tell you guys about Pick Me Events, uh, a great company that does event production, and they're very creative. And if you're having any kind of event, they did our, our fundraiser a couple weeks ago um, with a photo booth, but they do everything. They've got photography, videography, they got a DJ, uh, all of it. And if you're getting married, this is like the perfect thing to use. But if you're having a corporate event or a charity golf tournament or any of those kind of things, hit these guys up because they're going to make it a memorable experience. They're going to work with you to get the perfect cutting edge uh, experience for all of your guests. And they've got industry experts. Michael, I've known for years. Uh, we've done station parties with them. It's amazing, and you will you will thank me. I promise you. Go to PickMeEvents.com and get signed up today. Check out all the things they do, and Michael Michael will reach out to you personally. So, all right, uh, let's uh, be hand and asking if the AC is fixed. No, they're coming tomorrow. Finally, so like I have like the place I'm in is really cool. It's an old '70s place, so I've got a unit in the living room and a unit in the bedroom. Well, the one in the bedroom's out. So it, it's very comfortable in the living room. So Kara and I have been sleeping on the couch. But, um, you know, the bedroom gets a little warm, especially in the afternoons. But it is down to 95 today. So there's that. Uh, and um, Flea asking, why a blue devil? Aren't devils typically red? Silly colorblind Duke folks. Uh, I always wondered about that. You know. I, 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 have, I have the answer if you want it. I'd love it. Yeah, um, so the Blue Devils was a – I believe it was like a squadron within the French Air Force or something like that back in the day. Um, so they're technically named after like an Air Force, I think, from France. It's very strange. Uh, but Yeah, it's yeah, a, that's a, a French was. Air Force? Are you I'm, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it was like a French Air Force that they're named after. Oh. There's some weird story behind it. I, yeah. Well, if it was French, you know they lost. So anyway, um, 
button weed making fun of me. Is he the worst negotiator? Uh, no negotiator ever. I want the house, Fred. Okay, but I get the solo cups. Yeah, you know, I I don't want to get too much into this, but she does work for the third largest law firm in the world and has unlimited attorneys. So I had no chance, right? Uh, and you know, I got what I wanted, which was keep my uh, keep my businesses. And that's about to pay off in a big way because I just signed the option on uh, Jesus Just Left Chicago. And uh, once I get that movie money, um, yeah, I'm going to be spiking the football a little bit. Kind of like Duke has the last couple weeks. So there. Uh, All right. So let's uh, – I need to get to one more thing here, and then we will get over to the NFL. Uh, Dr. Linville can't make it today. He'll be here Thursday. this is where the hair came from. And yeah, I decided to wear a hat today for a lot of reasons. I've, I've been sweating like a pig in this house. So um, no anesthesia, just numbing medicine, minimal pain. Uh, 95 to 99% of the grafts take because grafts are, are pre-handled and prepared safely. And he has an individualized plan for each and every person that does it. $4 per graft right now, and, and just doesn't sound like much, but if you have to get as much done as I did, which was like 2,500 grafts, they only charge $4 a graph. Right now, they've got a special going on where it's three fifty. So, you know, you guys do the math. I'm not good at math. Uh, just go to hairspecialist.com. Uh, I'm sorry, hairspecialisthouston.com slash getfalconhair. And you book a consultation there. Uh, let them know you heard about it on the show. Your consult fee will be waived. That's $150 value. And, guys, if you need some tummy work or something else, you can do that. And uh, ladies, same thing. Uh, he, I've had a couple friends. He's done their boobs. So get on there and go see him. That's uh, Dr. Linville. All right. Let's uh, get to the NFL because it, it was a, uh, I mean, to me, this was the best weekend of the year, this past weekend. You know, second week of college football, we got all these great um, matchups and then the NFL. So I'm going to go through all the NFL games as we used to do on the Blitz. And, you know, just a quick couple comments. We'll start with. Texans Ravens I thought uh, you know I honestly thought the Texans and especially uh, CJ Stroud did okay I mean they were going up against the best defense they're going to face this year uh, first game and I, I thought it was I thought they they did okay I mean I, I mean they didn't embarrass themselves and go out there and get, get beat 40 to nothing but the Ravens are just way better than them and Lamar Jackson's got so many weapons now. They, they really did that in the offseason. I'm worried now, though, that J.K. Dobbins is dead. Uh, who knows about Stanley, who's been hurt the last couple of years. Uh, they lost one of their safeties. So from a, from a Ravens perspective, they didn't come out of that game in good shape. No, it was a very costly win for the Ravens. But, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I didn't watch the game as closely as some others. But in general, I thought it was a – fairly positive thing for the Texans, maybe. I mean, the, the yardage was relatively even. Both teams had the same number of first downs. Some of that is Houston playing from behind. Uh, but in, in general, like, I thought Houston's defense was actually pretty impressive. Yeah, I, I like I like what they're doing on defense. I still think they're just lacking playmakers at wide receiver. And I, I love Tank Dell, and I hope he gets used more. But I'm also – the thing with him, he's such a tiny – I mean – you know, he's an oopaloopa, and you don't want him out there on the field for every single play. And I love that, I, that he's returning punts, but I'm really nervous about the fact that, you know, he's if you use him too much, you're going to get him hurt. And 
But he's one of the few playmakers they have. Now, Robert Woods looked pretty good yesterday, but we know what Robert Woods is. He's, you know, he's a number two and a solid number two. So they need somebody to develop there to give him some weapons. I thought some of the play calling, you know, first-time play caller, you could tell. Um, you know, they, one of the plays they did on fourth down, I'm like, what the hell? That had no chance. Uh, and, and I hate that. I hate when I see a play as, as they're running, it's like, this has no chance. Yeah. And so there was some of that, but you know, it's hard to be too critical because the Ravens are really good. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, I think that's, that should be the takeaway in general is there's obvious room for improvement, but it could have been a heck of a lot worse. <laughs> All right. As we uh, move on, I don't, I don't have too much on this one. Falcons Panthers. I had the Falcons to cover, so that's much it. Um, uh, Bryce Young, there's, there's a long way to go for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, expectations, again, right, similar with Houston in a way where expectations just can't be all that high to start. Um, and the Falcons did what they do. They ran the hell out of the ball. Bijan looked impressive. And uh, I think that kind of just went the way we thought it might. All right. Uh, Browns beat the Bengals 24-3. Bad weather. Joe Burrow is terrible, but – this is nothing new. I mean, the Browns did this to the Bengals last year at home. Yeah, and and I think, you know, it, I'll, I'll say this. If anybody's selling Joe Burrow stock, I'll buy it. Um, Me too. You know, I, guy's been injured, barely practiced. They're playing in a downpour, uh, you know, weird road, like a road game to start the season in Cleveland. Places packed. Cleveland's all excited. I don't know. I, I was I didn't expect them to not score like that, but I, I wasn't surprised to see Cleveland win. Yeah, and uh, Deshaun Watson obviously got a very good massage before that game. So, yeah, this is this is how I keep Kira under control. I give her cheese puffs. Please, uh, please, Cheetos. Uh, how about you uh, sponsor the show, and then I can show the cheese puffs bag. Uh, all right. So, next game to to get to Jaguars over the Colts. I think Anthony Richardson. They they used him the way you should use him. Let him run the football. He 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 looked really good passing the ball early. Uh, but that wasn't going to last. I mean, he's, he's a work in, in progress, but uh, they hung around, but the Jaguars are just better. Yeah, I, I think the, the encouraging side of it for the Colts is they're going to be, like, pretty fun to watch um, because Anthony Richardson, is, you know, there, there's a lot of, like, early Cam Newton to it where he's just this crazy athlete uh, with off-the-charts ability, and if he puts it together, he can be, he's going to be really good. Um, you know, uh, Jacksonville is a little more polished. Trevor Lawrence is a little more polished. Calvin Ridley fits that offense really well. Um, I'll say this chiefs Jags next week should be a lot of fun. All right. We move on to the Buccaneers beating the Vikings. This is a game. I didn't bet it and I kind of wish I had, but we had it in our super contest, uh, package. Uh, but big win for the bucks to go in and beat the Vikes in Minnesota. Yeah. I mean the, the bucks, it, it, it feels kind of insane to say, but with how limited that offense was last year uh, with Tom Brady kind of being a fossil, uh, I'm not sure if they're that much worse on offense. Like the offensive line looked okay. Uh, they still have weapons. Um, you know, I will say the Vikings shot themselves in the foot a lot early. So I'm going to see, I'm going to need to see a lot more from the Bucks before I kind of buy into them, but uh, impressive for week one, for sure. All right. Saints win at home against the Titans, 16-15. Uh, Derek Carr throws for a lot of yards. They don't score as many points as you would think, 
uh, for that. But, you know, and they didn't cover, but they did get a win. Yeah, my that that was kind of a brutal game if you backed the Texans like I did. Um, I was not a fan of uh, – or excuse me, not, not, not Texans, the Titans. That, that fumble in the first half that, where they blew it dead and the Titans ran it all the way into the end zone and then they go back and look at it, it was clearly a fumble – that swung that game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, those two teams, both kind of sloppy, very weak one. All right. Uh, next next game on the list to talk about is uh, – I could not have been more wrong about this game. 49ers beat the Steelers 30-7. to Like, everything I had said bet the Steelers. And you look up, it's 28 nothing before you can breathe. I'm like, oh, God, this reminds me of UH last night. Uh, 49ers look good, though. Yeah, the, the 49ers look like the best roster in the NFL, possibly, overall. And if, if Brock – you know, it's funny. Nobody really – nobody's really bought into Brock Purdy yet, even though he did it pretty consistently last season. Now that he's back healthy, I, I kind of think it might be time to, to buy in on him fully. Um, but, yeah, I, I had the same opinion you did going in. I, I thought Pittsburgh, week one, home, rah-rah spot. I expected better. All right. Uh, this game wound up being a sweat because – Besides our super contest, and I'm going to have BJ on one day to talk about what we're doing. We also are in a survivor pool in Vegas, and we took the commanders thinking that would be easy, right? Now, this is the one time to take the commanders because you can only take a team once. Uh, and they made me sweat, but they did get past the Cardinals. Yeah, uh, I actually had commanders in my survivor league, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was just I'm, – I'm glad that red zone – didn't spend more time on that game than it had to. Um, you know, just a couple brutal offenses to watch. Uh, I, I thought Washington was like said would be head and shoulders better than Arizona. I'm not sure they are. Um, I thought their defense would hold Arizona like a little bit better than they did. So, yeah, just not not a not a pretty game. Yeah, it, it really tells me more about the Commanders than the Cardinals because the Cardinals are doing everything they can to lose, including starting a quarterback that they got a week ago and still almost pull off the win. All right, uh, Packers-Bears. I, I, I mentioned I was watching this game with a friend of mine who's a big Packers fan. Uh, pretty good first effort for Jordan Love. But, I mean, I think the, the important thing is the running backs for Green Bay were terrific. And, you know, I think the, the Bears are just – they just look discombobulated. I mean, you spend all this to get D.J. Moore, and you're hardly targeting yeah, I, I think the Bears are kind of who they were last year a bit. Um, it's a bad defense. It's an offense that like is going to be explosive at times with Justin Fields, but overall is a little bit of a mess. My big takeaway from that is like if Jordan Love was out there wearing number 12, like I don't think that Packers team looked very much different from the ones we've seen in years past, and we know that's the best defense in the NFC North. I think that's a team to watch. All right, let's blast through these last few, and then I'm going to get Eve on. But uh, Raiders go in and beat the Broncos 17-16, to and kind of your typical Jimmy Garoppolo game, right? Don't make a mistake, and then late in the game, you make a few plays and win. Yeah, I, I think you summed it up there. Uh, really exactly what, you, what I expected a Raiders-Broncos game to look like. It was ugly, and the Broncos choked. Uh, Eagles go in and beat the Patriots. Patriots had a chance at the end. Uh, looked like they had a catch on fourth and 11 that was going to give them another chance. But, you know, I actually think this is a pretty decent effort for the Patriots against what I think is the best team in football. Yeah, I, I thought Mac Jones was going to crumble and that game was going to turn to a blowout. I gave him credit because he didn't crumble. 
but that was another one of these games you watch it and you're like, that is some week one sloppiness. Hmm. Uh, game of the day, Dolphins beat the Chargers. I was happy about this because guess who I have on my fantasy team? And he won it for me this week, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, um, that best game of the weekend by far to watch. Um, I think the Dolphins are going to play a lot of games like that. I think the Chargers will too. I wish they were in the same division. All right, uh, your Rams beat the Seahawks 30-13. to This was another game I was very right about. Uh, McVay's record against Pete Carroll, and I think people are giving up on the Rams too early. Yeah, it's it's a weird spot as a Rams fan. Uh, what I don't want the Rams to do is be a 9-8, and 8-9 team, and I think that's exactly where they're headed. So <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what to make of it. And finally, last night's game, there's not too much to say about this. I mean, the Cowboys just housed them. Uh, made plays on special teams and defense, and the next thing you know, this game is totally out of control. Uh, if I'm the Giants, I'm just burning the tape and moving on to next week. That's kind of all it is, just one of those games. I mean, you turn the ball over for touchdowns twice in the first, what, five, seven minutes of the game, and then you just get killed in the trenches all night. Not much more you can do. All right, Dalton, uh, real quick, your thoughts on tonight's game. Yeah, I mean, I, I think tonight's game is uh, probably the one one of the games I'm most excited to watch from the weekend. I think we're going to learn a lot about both teams. We know what we're getting with the Bills. But both games, we've seen them in the Jets, were really competitive last year before the Jets had a quarterback. Now the Jets have a quarterback. Jets money line plus money at home. I'm going to ride with it, and I'm taking the under. All right. Dalton, great stuff as always. Uh, appreciate you joining the show. And, yeah, we went a little over, but we tend to have fun. And, it's hey, it's a football Monday. What are we going to do? Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, as always. Really appreciate it. All right, brother. We'll do it again soon. All right. That's uh, Dalton Brown and uh, knows his stuff, man. Also, betting predators uh, along with me, we, we do that. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to tell you about Lana Ministries real quick, which is uh, a great, great company. And Andrew, big supporter of the show. And, and, you know, hoping as soon as I get this movie money, I'm moving to Lake Livingston. And they're the area leader in providing quality service for your, your vacation home or your home to live there. Consultation services. They're going to get you the right home, the right location, decor and theme, price points. And uh, if you've already got a place there, they've got cleaning, lawn care, laundry, maintenance, inventory management, property management services available. So you don't have to be there. They'll take care of everything for you. That's how good they are. And uh, veteran owned and operated. Highly trained and dedicated crew. They get consistent five-star ratings from guests and owners. If you want to get in touch, 936-581-6166 or 346-773-9577. Or just go online to lanhamindustries.com, L-A-N-H-A-M. And if you can't remember all that, just hit me up and I'll get you all the information. Uh, they will do a great job for you. You know who else does a great job? Who's like, I mean... Like she's a superstar. We know that. You guys know that by now. The uh, great Eva Elliott joins us. What's up, Eva? Hi, how are you? I I'm alive. Who fixed this? I'm alive. <laughs> Something. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, how was your weekend? It was good. I went to the beach. Hold on, let me turn my volume. Okay. Um, yeah, I went to the beach. Uh, in uh, in Surfside and spent the weekend on the beach and didn't think about stuff. Wrote a few jokes, but that was about it. I didn't think about my job. I didn't think about my, I didn't think about my children, but not excessively. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, we're, well, we're always glad to have you. And um, so we're trying this five o'clock on Mondays thing because one of the things I was running into was like, you have a lot of comedian friends we wanted to have on. Uh, I, have a lot, mm-hmm. I have a lot of music friends I wanted to have on. And they all have real jobs. So they don't get yeah, up. Just like, yeah. And, well, like this, I'm, I'm like in, not in my car. This is the first time I'm not doing a show for my car. So. Yeah, you've got like books behind you. You look all uh, studious. Well, this is my office in my house. So <laughs> this is the, yeah, it's, I look fancy. I'm fancy like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nice. That, um, well, I had to come home early tonight anyway, because I have a back to school night for one of my other kids because he's in high school and they force you to go talk to all the teachers. So they can look at what assholes raising the asshole. <laughs> all right. So you were telling me you got some big shows coming up this week. Let's, I do. Let's, I'll, let's I'll, get those I'll out of the it. way first. Get out of the way. We'll get the boring stuff out of the way. Uh, I'm going to be at Rudyard's at the riot at Rudyard's, uh, which is not far from you. You're running out of excuses for skipping my sh- all my shows. Um, I'm going to be there Monday and Wednesday this week. So I'm at a uh, seven o'clock show on Wednesday, the eight o'clock show tonight. So I'm doing that. And then coming up, I've got uh, September 22nd, Friday, September 22nd. I'm headlining at Armaz down in Clear Lake. Uh, so that's a big show. I'll be on stage for, for fucking ever probably. <laughs> um, and, and then on uh, Thursday, the 28th, I'll be at LT's up in Cyprus, LT's sports bar. I, I spent a lot of time in sports bars, Fred. I think that's, <laughs> I think I would know more about sports for the amount of time I spend in sports bars. Well, I, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll try to come Wednesday. Although, if you get my my go-to excuse now, oh COVID. I'm sorry, what? I just say, oh COVID, got COVID. COVID, <laughs> catch up on me. Yeah, so <laughs> so if I tell you that, you'll know I'm lying. Yeah, I know. Well, I, Fred, I always know when you're lying. You, you have so many tentacles, except I couldn't play poker with you because then I would lose miserably. But no, but I was in a, okay, so I can talk sports. Fred, are you excited about this? I'm ready to talk some sports. Do it. Talk some sports, woman. <laughs> I know. We'll turn you on too much, and then your laptop will lift up off the table. Uh, no, Saturday night, I was, uh, I was in, of all places, a sports bar down in uh, Surfside. And, of course, the, uh, the Texas-Alabama game was on. And all these, you know, Texas fans are going, oh, that's such a big deal. Ah! And uh, yeah, so we were watching the game as much as I watch football. I mean, I do watch it and I can enjoy it. Um, but I actually know Texas-Bama history. I know that they've only, uh, you know, actually met up, what is it, maybe a dozen times, 11 times now. Um, but I know all of this because, I, do you know anything about the, this is, I mean, even you may not even be old enough to really know this, the 1973 Cotton Bowl. Oh yeah, Texas Bama. Yeah, yeah, I was like nine, and I was watching football then. So, okay, okay. So, uh, yeah. So Terry Malasson, who was the defensive player who uh, took at least one uh, interception, was kind of a big deal. I used to work for him, and so people all the time would, would come in the office and uh, and see Terry, and they'd have to rehash that game. And I swear, I think he probably eventually would get tired of it. But, um, but that's how I know. That's that's that, that's my sports trivia. <laughs> For the day. Fair enough. By the way, everybody wants you to move the camera down a little bit. Okay, there, <laughs> okay yeah, there you go. There you go. That, that'll make them happy. I wore the tank top as requested. Yeah. Look, someone asked me to wear a tank top, and I, I wore it. If I slide them too hard, you don't see my head. Wait, I can just slide this back. How's that? Perverts. Shame, shame, on, <laughs> shame on all of you. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, because I don't notice things like that. But uh, <laughs> not like this. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, my my, sa- my Saturday night was I had uh, three football games, one on the TV and two on the computers, and I was mm-hmm. I was watching the UH game, which did not go well, and and uh, um, poor Kira got to hear words she has never heard before. Oh, her poor delicate ears. I'm sure she's yeah. never. Been she's just looking at me thing. like. What's wrong? What's wrong? I'm like, goddamn Dana Holgerson, motherfucker. She's just like looking at me like, what are you talking about? Yeah, but LSU won this weekend. Yeah, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, but they, they played children, you know? I mean, come on. I understand that. But you know what? When I dominate my children in, in a card game, I will fucking dance on their little graves. I don't care. <laughs> I take that victory when I can get it. Like, I, you know, they, they, they tanked it last week. So they, if they, what, did we want them to not win against Grambling? So. No, no, uh, no. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. It, it's, uh, it, it's good for them to win. But, you, but UH lost to a bunch of children. Like, these guys. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. That's unfortunate. And, and they're so. smart kids, too. That's worse. We're not supposed to lose to smart kids. I mean. No, I know. The nerds should never. Nerds get to win at everything else. Why should they get to win at football? Right. I mean, these guys are all going to be running companies and, and, and buying our children in a few years, you know, I mean, anyway. can have mine. <laughs> can they buy my children now? What, what price are they offering? I'm selling them. It's not a problem. <laughs> um, so I met your date. What's that? You went on a date. Yeah, I did. You went I, on a date. All right. So since we talked, I deleted those damn apps. Yeah. And uh, I was just getting tired of, you know, somebody starts talking with you and she's like, I'll send you nudes for 500 bucks. I'm like, dude, I got sites I can go to that for a lot cheaper. What the hell? Tell Fred I'll send you nudes for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and then one was like, I mean, oh. mean, but I'll find some and send you some. <laughs> uh, but one of them's like, you know, I don't want to meet you in person, but you can go to my OnlyFans page and pay 20 bucks. I'm like, no, it's not one of my dating site. And like nobody, well, I, nobody wants to, like, nobody wants to meet in person. And I'm like, okay, it, it's not like I'm bringing you to my sex dungeon. I'll meet you at a bar, and, yeah. and then drug you and bring so, you to my sex dungeon. But you know, so where did you, where did you, did you meet this one in the wild? No, I, I didn't meet this one on Tinder. She's the only one that I actually had a conversation with, and we really just had a, I mean, we had a really good conversation, and then. Uh, She's a Packers fan, so I'll invite her to PJs to watch a Packers game yesterday. That's your second date with her? First. Okay, I thought she went on a date with somebody else from one of the sites. No, no, this is the only one. Uh, the the, oh, the okay. other one I was I was supposed to, and then she stiffed me. because And then told me, I, I really don't like meeting people in person. I'm like, well, what the, what the fuck is the point? Seriously. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> God's green says sex dungeon is date three. But, um. Uh, I live. I live in a an upstairs uh, townhome. There is no dungeon, so just so you know. But uh, okay, I was I was good. I'm going to come over and look for the sex dungeon. Uh, you know, I, I I'm going to have room because I'm selling off a bunch of my music stuff. Uh, okay, so I might put one over there. You know, and have like a curtain. You know, and and, and a dragon, and maybe a gladiator suit, something like that. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Uh, you know. <laughs> Do the gladiator suit, Fred. Oh, so sexy. <laughs> we who are about to die salute you. Uh, anyway, um, but no, she's really nice, uh, and we had a great time watching the game, and she seemed to have fun. And 
you know, we're still talking. Did she did she truly appreciate the wonder that is PJ's though? Well, see, that's the thing. I mentioned this earlier. If I take you somewhere, Jays, or it's gonna be the Phoenix. And if you don't like those, I've been to both. it ain't gonna work. So but yeah. you know, she seemed yeah, you know, she seemed to enjoy it. I mean, um I, I don't I mean I, I don't I mean she was cool and everything. It's just uh uh, I, I'm not. I mean, she's. This is kind of new for her too, so I, I think there's okay. a little bit of nervousness there. And you know me, man. I'm like trotting out my best shit. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I well, I'm throwing out spider monkey jokes and everything else I can come up with. And uh, yeah, and, and, but, but the problem was I couldn't read her because she was, she was kind of sitting alongside me at an angle, so she could have the best, oh, yeah. best view of the TV, which is good because she's watching the game. You know me. I got to read. Sure. I got to read the face. I'm a poker player. And yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think it went well, and you know, we're we're, we're still talking. So. Okay, that, that's a good sign, Fred. She didn't like bail on you right away. So. No, I was I was yeah. worried as soon as I walked in. She's like, "Oh no, fucking way!" Uh, this, this... Did you get? Did she touch you on your arm at all? Did you get any gesturing? She accidentally. Rubbed her leg against mine a couple times. Does that count? Uh, well, was it truly accidental? We women do very little. Seemed that seemed accidental, but you know, she you know, jerk her I'm, I'm, no, I'm a total skeptic, and I just don't believe it. Behanna <laughs> wants to know how old was she? She's like four years older than me. Uh, yeah. but but she looks she looks a lot younger. I mean, I'll say that. I don't care. Can she be your sugar mama? Uh, no, because you know she's. Yeah, I don't want to get too many details, but she's kind of going through the same shit that I did. So I gotcha. Um, and she didn't know that you are the fa- the famous Fred Fowler. Look you up on Wikipedia. Oh, you know, you know that's my go-to. Wikipedia, <laughs> me bitch. <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah, I, I just sent her the link. I sent her the link. I just said, oh, "This is me," just so you know. Delightful. You are a national treasure, Fred. <laughs> so. Oh, let's go back to, let's go back. Oh, I lost you there. Let's go back, though, to Duh. her brushing. Um, when she, when she did it, did she then immediately jerk it away and go, no, like that? No, it lingered a little, just a little linger. Just a little okay. bit, you know. But what kind of thing, you couldn't see her face, though. Did she, like, was there, like, disgust and horror, or was it, hey, daddy? No, it was, uh, <laughs> it was, uh. There was kind of a wry smile there. Okay, then that was on purpose. That was on purpose. Okay. So she's making physical comments. Okay, I mean, but I can only see half the smile, right? Because she's looking the other way. So I, I she's having a. So it might have been a big smile, but it looked like a wry smile. Oh, gotcha. Well, I was gonna say <laughs> we should understand that when I try to make sexy faces, they are not very representative of what real men, women make sexy faces because I have zero capacity to be sexy. That's why I just have to trot the tits out because. <laughs> Everything else is just me being an idiot. So just don't use my actual facial expression. Use the intent behind it mm. to understand. I, what, I see. You know, interpolate here. Well, you're my, uh, you're, my, but, you're my unofficial coach on this. So, you know, I'm just going to, you know, I'll keep giving you the details. That's the scariest and saddest thing, Fred. Me coaching. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. Wow. Wow. I think, I'm trying to think of a message that expresses. That's like. <laughs> I think we, we have both sunk to very low levels here. So. 
<laughs> oh boy. Anyway, all right, guys, that's Eva Elliott. Go check out her shows. Uh, I'm gonna I'm seriously gonna try to come to Rudyard's Wednesday. It just it is. You know how it is. I mean, I'm I'm taking on all these freelance gigs now because I'm trying to pay the damn bills, and um, oh yeah, stuff comes up last minute, and I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. And uh, but I, but my plan is to be there Wednesday, and I'll, I'll try to bring a couple of friends. So yeah. Thanks a lot. Great stuff as always. Bye. All right. So lawyer Dave was trying to call me on my phone. I sent him the link. Um, you know what? Let's do this. I, Let's just do something fun. I'm going to call Lawyer Dave and find out what the hell he was doing. How about that? Um, and, uh, yeah, so, guys, look at the weather. It's not as bad, right? Uh, we're finally getting into the 90s. And, uh, man, it's been so brutal. I mean, 90 feels like 70. It really does. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. So we're, we're just going to call Lawyer Dave here and see how this goes. Because, uh, of course, now he's not answering. Because this is what happens. Like, he'll call me. If I don't answer, then it's like half an hour before he gets back to me. Dave, are you there? Yeah, I got a voicemail. So that's what happens. I'm not important enough. All right, so uh, I'm going to wait just a minute before I tell you about Lawyer Dave. What I am going to do is give you a little TV update. Uh, so the show I was watching that I told AJ about was called uh, Signs of a Psychopath. And it's on HBO. And if you like that kind of stuff, which most of us do because we're all sick fucks, um, they actually interview the psychopaths. And, you know, that are in prison. And they'll tell you, they tell all the details about what they did. And they're like 30-minute episodes. So I'm on season four already. And... Yeah, it makes me kind of want to go out and kill somebody and get away with it. But then I'd want to brag about it like they do, so it wouldn't work. I'd wind up in jail. Uh, but that was pretty good. And then I watched a movie last night because I couldn't sleep. It's like 2 in the morning. And, you know, I've been getting into Westerns a lot, right? So it's this Western called Blackwater. And I looked at it, and it's one of those that, you know, it's an independent film, and it's got like one and a half stars out of five. And I'm like, oh, no. And I am not going to dog independent films, right? Like, the guy's doing that damn uh, invasion that I was telling you about with this big budget, and they write the worst crap I've ever seen. Uh, the modern-day Plan 9 from Outer Space. I've mentioned that before. But this one, um, I could see why it got one stars, but they tried. Uh, there was a little... I mean, it, it was okay. I really didn't hate it. Now, I had a couple edibles, but... The dialogue, like all these guys are talking in giant words, and they're all Western thugs. And of course, there's a Southern gentleman in there, and we never find out why he's even in the thing. He just kind of shows up, and then the whole thing turns into a daddy-daughter thing at the end. I love you, daddy. And so there were some annoying things in there, but God bless them for being out there trying. You know, I'll, I'll give it to them. It's going to be hard for me to do a lot of TV right now because football, right? But stuff like that, middle of the night, and I watch it, I will uh, pass it on. All right, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you about Lawyer Dave because he's not here. Uh, Flea wants to know, do women refer to Fredo in a sexual manner these days as daddy or granddaddy? Uh, I'm just... They don't, I, <laughs> 
I'm not having sex, so I don't know. You know? I mean, if they were into the call me granddad thing, I'd, I'd be like, okay, call me granddad. Yeah, I'll break a hip on you, dear. Um, no, I mean, it's just, I mean, I just started dating again. And this was the first one in what, five months. And, um, you know, like I said, it was, it was okay. Nothing wrong. And she actually texted me during the show. So that's a good sign. But we'll see, man. I mean, I'm, 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 you know what? I really like living by myself. I really like doing my own thing. I like being able to move the podcast to five o'clock if I want to. I like that if I want to walk over to PJ's, I don't have to say, hey, is it okay if I go over to PJ's? Uh, no. I mean, I'm, I'm happy right now. And, you know, I'm just trying to build this damn thing. And hopefully we'll get it where it needs to be and I can keep doing it for a long time. And uh, if I can do that, then, you know, i got no complaints in life. Other than the dog jumping on me early, that was not cool. I thought I had her trained with that leash. Now, you know, she's asleep on the couch. She doesn't care. But, you know, that's it. All right, so we're going to do our final thoughts. And I've got uh, two of them for you. And I'm sure you guys saw this story. The Coast Guard had to arrest a man trying to run a giant hamster wheel across the Atlantic. This guy has done this several times, right? His name is Riza Balucci. See, now, if I had a name like Riza Balucci, I'd be in the clubs all night, right? Hi, I'm Riza Balucci. But uh, apparently, he's got a giant floating hamster wheel, and it's self-propelled. And this guy was trying to go from Florida to London. And, you know, remember when we said, have the dumbass report? This guy is, I mean, this is just stupid. You're going to die. Well, I'm with you, 75 Truth. Let the guy roll, and it was his choice. But now the Coast Guard's like, no. And I don't want the Coast Guard following him for when he sinks or gets a shark bites his damn thing and he's done. If I'm a shark, I'd eat a hamster. Wouldn't you? And this guy's just dumb. Let him go. We don't need him on the planet. And then everybody oh, it's so sad. No, it's not. It's funny. And, um, all right. I want to get into this guy because I'm curious what you guys think. A guy named Stuart Gilmore, who calls himself the naked cyclist on social media. He uh, was riding a bike to raise money for a mental health charity, but he rode it naked throughout the countryside because uh, he is called for more education and naturism. I don't know how I feel about this. But he was detained, and uh, he, he was visit, visiting what they call a naturist beach day to raise money for the mental health fund. But when he turned around to head back, you know, he might have maybe put on a loincloth, right? Uh, but yeah, he was stopped by the police, and his defense is, I told him that I'm a naturist, or a naturist. I'm not really sure which one it is. I, I don't do nudity. Um, but... Once you see the picture of him, you're like, eh, you might want to put something on him. Uh, so what do you think? I mean, is it okay to bite naked to raise money for charity? Or is this guy just using the charity as an excuse to bite naked? That's pretty metaphysical. Hmm. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to bring philosophy to the end of the program, but that's kind of what I'm doing. 
Anyway, all right, guys, I want to thank you so much for joining today. And once again, uh, you want to help out. And, and don't go look at the picture, okay? Because like now, now, like if this were, oh, I don't know, Channing Tatum or somebody, or Ryan Reynolds, we might be all like, eh, okay, we'll put up with it. Uh, he is neither of those things. He's not even a Fred Fowler. Let me just put it that way. So that that's your that's your measuring stick. Or his measuring stick. I don't know. I get confused with these things. Anyway, all right. Uh, I got to tell you about Lawyer Dave uh, as we exit the show today. 713-626-8900. That was just him calling me again. I, I mean, I gave him the link. You know what? Let, let's try this just for fun. We're going to try one more time to call Lawyer Dave. And, uh, yeah, and, and see if he answers. Yeah, Truth says, stop saving people who do stupid shit. Hey, buddy. Hey, um, you know, I'm actually doing the podcast right now. Why don't you click that link and do your uh, commercial with me? Okay. I moved it back an hour. All right. So, all right. Click the link. Hey, see? That worked out. I know you guys want to hear Lawyer Dave. Yeah, I'm okay with, with people do stupid stuff, they die. And maybe that, that makes me cold and heartless and whatever. But most of you guys have known me a long time. I'm kind of cold and heartless and whatever. And if you do something stupid, like if you're the guy, like bullfighters, when they get gored, I'm team bull. I mean, you're out there, you know, you, you have the advantage because, you, you know, you got your little swords or whatever they use. I mean, I, I don't think they're technically swords, but... Um, yeah, that's what they do. And yeah, we could fix a population if we did that. But we couldn't fix a population if we got rid of Lawyer Dave. Whoops, he was here and then he left. Oh, there he is again. Uh, Dave, you there, buddy? Okay, he, it shows him here, but the screen is black. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's like the... It's like the guys who intentionally do tricks where they know there's a chance they could die. Like, uh, like the ones who do bungee jumping and are trying to get like six inches from the ground. To me, I'm team six inches. Just let him hit it. Bear brother in the house. Welcome, my friend. Uh, I want to thank all you guys for coming in today, man. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, Weigh in before I leave on whether you prefer the 5 o'clock or the 4 o'clock. I mean, basically, whatever we do on Thursday is going to be up to AJ. Um, like, if AJ wants to do 4, we'll do 4. If AJ wants to do 5, we'll do 5. Uh, that's just, you know, the, the whole thing is to have AJ so that we can, you know, do a little reunion stuff for the people. And I have to say the shows have been fun. And... and yeah, during football season, it's just going to be like it used to be, guys. We're going to do a lot of gambling and a lot of football. And uh, I want to ask him Thursday, and you guys remind me of this, is like he didn't see many scenarios where Adesanya didn't win. I didn't see many scenarios. Wow. You know, it's because it, he's right. When you're looking for to beat a heavy favorite, you're looking for reasons what, what might happen. So, yeah, the Park Howard guy that fell off the building. Yeah, I mean, I just think don't do stupid stuff that's going to kill you. I mean, we have enough stupid stuff out there, right? Me just walking across West Gray to get from my house to the bar 
I could die. I would say I give myself a 30% chance. Uh, even in, in my neighborhood where people drive by at 100 miles an hour and fly over the speed bumps, I could die. So why am I going to add something that's going to make that worse? All right, I'm going to go ahead and tell you about Lawyer Dave because uh, you know, he showed up and then left and then, I don't know, uh, I'll, I'll call him in a minute and find out. But uh, uh, Mr. Maker Straub, 713-626-8900. Uh, if you're in an accident, and guess what? I mean, you're probably going to be. We just talked about it. Uh, give them a call right away. Take pictures of your car. Uh, the insurance company is going to have their own guys, right? So you need somebody better. Well, guess who's better? Lawyer Dave. And the best part is it doesn't cost you a dime unless you win your case. And he'll do a lot of other stuff. He handles all of my business. And uh, he'll handle yours. Uh, and, you know, if it's not something he does, he'll get you somebody. And... If it is something he does and he takes your case, you don't pay a dime until you both win. That's how he does it. He likes to gamble on himself, and he does really well at it, as you might imagine. So uh, give him a call. He's he, he always gets back to you, 713-626-8900. And uh, if you need a lawyer, better dial Dave. Um, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll throw another one out there because Truth kind of brought this up before we go. Smart people trying to develop planes, a.k.a. Wright Brothers, Different than dumbasses sitting on top of cars doing donuts and getting run over. Sort of. I mean, one one didn't one of the Waltons die from like some experimental plane? I mean, you're a Walton. You, you can buy a, a 757. What the hell? Oh, I'm gonna get an experimental plane because it's cool. Well, it's not cool when you're dead and you left all that money behind. It's gotta go to a cousin or something, right? All right. Great stuff today, guys, from you. Thank you so much. We'll be back on Thursday with AJ right now, 4 o'clock. But if he tells me differently, we'll move it back. But just keep an eye on Twitter and Facebook, and uh, I'll, I'll keep you up to date. And I, I just appreciate you guys so much for showing up and enjoying the podcast. And we'll keep it going as long as we can. So uh, uh, until then, stay sportsy. Gulf Coast badasses.